Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. and company and i'm sandy beach and how are you doing today got a lot to talk about today a lot of things to do uh by the way uh, we've gotten some emails and things like that today is not uh, the last day of my show it's a week from today i'll be on until next thursday at the end of next thursday that's that okay so i just wanted to do that also just a heads up if you got an invitation uh to our wedding there's a little note at the bottom that says, gifts gratefully declined, okay? And, and that's to make us look good. But basically, if you really, really want to clutch us to your bosom, we are registered at Walcott Guns, and we're registered at uh, Johnson Country Store. But, but not for guns, they're too expensive, but we are registered for ammunition. And many of you may say, gee, I wonder what they would like for ammunition. Well, 223 is always uh, always acceptable for my AR-15. We like that. And then Bernie fell in love uh, with 45 ACP. She she likes it even better than the 45 Colt. So uh, most of that is uh, is acceptable too. Uh, the let's see the uh, just the uh, 380 is no not not much. You can pass on the 380 unless it's on sale. Okay. Uh, uh, regardless, and anything lower than the 380, uh, you can forget about. 22, I don't even have a 22. I wish I did, but I don't. I don't have one. So, uh, those are the ammunition choices. Uh, so when you uh, when you go into Johnson Country Store or Walcott Guns, ask to see the Sandy Beach registry, and uh, you know, uh, a box, just a simple box is is enough. All right, unless you want to get the the big deluxe box for all the years of pleasure I've brought you. In which case, get the get the hundred rounds. I got like I got a hundred round box of forty five ACP, and it's it's very nice, very nice. Uh, also, hollow point if it's available, full jacketed if it's not, and that's about it. Does that help you out, Tony? Uh, actually, it does because I have received messages of people inquiring, "What would Sandy and Bernadette uh, like?" Yeah, so that's what we'd like, more ammo. You can uh, never have enough. Uh, you can never have enough ammo. Especially today's day and age. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. Uh, uh, Beamer, Beamer, did you know what I was talking about with the ammunition choices? Well, I wrote it down, so I know uh, where to go and find this stuff, because I just went to their website. But it does mean I'm going to have to return what I had already purchased for you. What had you already purchased for? It was Virginia Tech's best plays of 2008. <laughs> I got that oh, on DVD for you, but I'll have gee, to uh, return it. My DVD player is about to be broken as soon as I get out of this room. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
can't do that. Uh, no, it, as a matter of fact, when we bought ammo last time, we had to go to three places. Uh, one only, believe it or not, one only had a box of shotgun shells, birdshot. That's all they had. They didn't have anything that I that I wanted. Went to the second one. They had a couple of uh, a, a couple of boxes of this or that, and then uh, the third one. Uh, and I'm not going to tell you where we went, but the third one uh, had the best selection. But even then, it wasn't much of a selection. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, people are preparing, getting ready. Uh, now, the Yankees, Tony, it's a good thing uh, you came in a little bit later than you usually do because uh, the man that uh, that Buzzy is, is training was wearing a Yankees shirt. I saw that. Yeah, would you have been? Uh, would you have, you have gone uh, viral if you? If no, you because in? you know I, I've gotten used to it. I do laundry in the house, so uh, every so often I have to wash a New York Yankee shirt. Ooh. Yes, and my fingers burn every time I fold it, and you know sometimes I put gloves on in order to do listen, it. Listen, accidentally a little too much bleach, right? You wouldn't even know what the logo was. You know right? What I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so. You're a Red Sox fan, and I was a Red Sox fan in radio school, but that's it. I'm not a real baseball fan. Uh, and Buzzy, uh, Buzzy, which is your favorite baseball? Team? The Amazing Mets, which you know is in New York, but the, that rivalry is kind of blah. I mean, it's out of you know, it's a different league. I mean, this year it'll be fun because we played them six times because they're doing regionals, so that'll be fun. Uh, you always like to beat the Yankees, but eh, you know, I mean, if he was wearing a Phillies or a Brave shirt, I might have more of a reaction. It's tough yeah, to get well, excited about baseball this year. I, I wonder if my friend Don is a Phillies fan. He is. I mean, so we t- we, we've, talked, he? Uh, we've talked Phillies-Mets. Oh, gee. Okay. Well, we'll keep the communication open anyway. Uh, let's take a break and return on News Radio 930 WBEN. It is uh, Beach & Company. Last night I was a little restless, so I put my head- headset on and dialed around. Well, no, I didn't. I pushed. See, when we actually had dials... You could say you were dialing around, and uh, but now we don't have dialing. Now we push a button. Is there a term for pushing around? I well, hit what? the presets. <laughs> yeah, and I was listening uh, to a, a, a talk uh, station, and they were talking about what happens if if Biden gets elected regarding guns. Okay, and they were talking about guns, and one of the side issues they had was California. Apparently, we didn't know this, you know, we don't know every state's laws and whatever. In California, when you go to buy ammunition, you have to go through a background check, just as if you were buying a gun. And they said that has been a, it's fairly new law, it's been a major cluster you-know-what in California. Uh, Man, it's, and what gets me nervous about that is that we copy everything California does, but maybe if California... Uh, doesn't do it right, or it's it's not the right thing to do. It'll go down in flames, and we won't think of copying it. But think about that. Think about having to go through a background check for ammunition. Uh, that's uh, really too draconian for me. I think we got to get people to stand up for the Second Amendment. I wouldn't count on the Supreme Court. They were talking about that too. Uh, so, are you guys excited? Uh, baseball it opens today, right? Yeah, I have no, uh, virtually no interest in baseball this year. None. How about you, Buzz? You know, I, I didn't think I'd be that excited. And, of course, my team, the, the 2020 World Series champs, don't start until tomorrow. Um, but I'm more excited than I thought. Now, I could care less about 
Uh, I couldn't care less about the Yankees, Nationals, even though I should probably care about the Nationals because they're in the Mets division. Uh, but the games today don't excite me. But you know what? Tomorrow, 4 o'clock, first pitch, Mets-Braves, which is a you know rivalry from way back in the day. So I'm more excited than I would be. Again, it doesn't have that same feel. And it's going to be weird watching a game, a home there run, and yeah. there won't be any fans fighting for the home run ball. Uh, but it's that little bit of normalcy. It's that little bit of entertainment we've been lacking in our lives. Uh, so I'm happy for that. I'm happy that over the weekend I can get a beer, sit on the couch, and watch baseball. Are they going to uh, either put cardboard people in the seats? Uh, are they going to uh, uh, put crowd noise that's recorded? Through the PA system, are they going to do any of that stuff? Depends on the team. Now, the Mets have done cardboard cutouts, as have the Dodgers and numerous other teams around the league. There will be crowd noise, but it will be for the TV. It will not be heard, kind of like overseas in the Premier League. It will not be heard in the stadium. Well, you know, I'm not a baseball fan, but I might watch it simply because... It's some sign of normalcy. Yeah. Even though it's not normal, they're, they're a different uh, outlook on what's going on in the game and the sound and the, the visuals and all that stuff. It would make it seem like we're not just totally mired in what's going on now. And a week from Saturday kicks off the NHL playoffs, which they will be in Edmonton and Toronto. And we are talking 13 hours of hockey Every day, starting next Saturday, August 1st. That is so weird <laughs> to have baseball starting at the same time hockey is starting. The hockey restart. Yeah, you have the yeah. qualifying rounds start on Saturday, and then they'll kick off the playoffs. Remember, the, the qualifying rounds, it's every team but six. Unfortunately, one of those six teams, the Buffalo Sabres. All right, and how do we look for the outlook for the uh, National Football League? It's starting to look more and more like uh, they could be looking at a delay. The uh, They've wiped out all of preseason games. They're still going back and forth. Players are not happy with, uh, you know, they feel that there are questions still to be answered. I honestly don't know uh, how they're going to do it. Um, you know, like uh, Rodney Harrison, former Patriots, said, it's football. We tackle. We're going to be in each other's faces. How are you going to stop it? Well, of course. Uh, absolutely. And like uh, baseball, uh, it's a little easier, but not totally. For instance, you know, you're on first base, and uh, and somebody up uh, hits one through uh, the third baseman's legs, and so you're running. But then the ca- comes, uh, uh, the ball comes in from the outfield, and you got to slide. But you got to stop six feet from the second baseman. Uh, you, <laughs> you can't slide actually into the base. It's a, a six feet circle around second base. And you can't you can't uh, get through that. Uh, right now, it seems like the 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 safest bubble would be the NBA bubble. They just uh, conducted all their tests, and not one positive test in the NBA Orlando bubble. Well, you know, I'd, I'd be interested in checking some of that, but I'm sick of hearing about LeBron. I don't care what LeBron likes and what LeBron doesn't like, and all of this crap. He's a basketball player. He's good. Yeah, we all we all know that. That's it. He's not my life coach. He's not my mother. Uh, he's not my counselor. He's a basketball player. And every time we pick up uh, a paper, LeBron is uh, 
He's not going to wear the mask. He is going to wear the mask. He's going to blah, blah, blah. I think Major uh, League Sports is in for a rude awakening. They want to jump on this social justice freight train, and they want to show how woke they are. Well, when the ratings tank, then they're going to wonder where the fans went. This is why I have no interest in uh, Major League Baseball starting. Who cares? Go away. Yeah, that's the way I feel generally now. about, And I like sports. I, uh, you know, I, I really like the NFL, uh, but hockey, uh, yeah, I don't follow it that closely, but it's interesting, and it's a good sport, uh, and it's the same thing with baseball, but I'm just getting so turned off by, uh, by players thinking that their example is going to change the way we lead our lives, because I don't think that's going to happen. No, and the players and the owners, the, uh, the officials, league uh, presidents, whatnot, have to understand, sports is an escape. I want to watch sports to escape what's going on outside. I want to be able to focus on a game, watch it, be entertained, and not have to be lectured to. So stick it up your you-know-what right now, professional sports. That's why I'm watching um, uh, horse racing. They're, they're, first of all, it's very relaxing to watch horse racing. And I got my two favorite jockeys who happen to be brothers, uh, uh, the Ortiz brothers. And I watched one last weekend. Oh, did you? Yes. I, is it Idna? Idna? Uh, how do you pronounce his no, name? No, Irad. Irad, that's it's it. Irad I, I uh, and, and his brother Jose. Uh, they're like two of the best riders out there, and they have been for four, maybe four or five years. Uh, plus, they're in Saratoga, which is so beautiful. Of course, there's no people in it, uh, but it's just beautiful. And uh, I watched like six hours of racing uh, Wednesday through uh, Sunday, and it's uh, very relaxing. Uh, I used to have horses, but obviously I couldn't ride a racehorse. I'm a bit over the weight limit. Just a little bit. You'd be close. There were what about... Uh, 110 or something. <laughs> I might be a tad over that. The horse looking back, going, "I'm not doing this. I'm not. I'm not carrying that guy around the track." <laughs> Let him get a cab. All right. I'm watching uh, last night. I'm watching television. I'm looking at the world we're in, and how screwed up is it? It is so screwed up because we're we're getting mixed signals about what's going on in the world. Okay, first of all, Seattle. Uh, Seattle is where they had CHOP, and you're familiar with and two people died in CHOP. Uh, and, and then they finally gotten cleaned out CHOP, but they're still having problems. Uh, but in Seattle, they're planning to close the jails. Now, it's one thing to defund the police, but it's another thing to close the jails. That means you don't plan on any arrests uh, or any arrests that uh, require incarceration. Where the hell? Okay, you got a murderer. You just picked up this guy. Where do you put him? You bring him home, prepare him a hot meal. But Seattle is going to close the jails. Right now, the jails can hold 1,900 people, and they're going to close it. And then I look in Portland. It's even more confusing. Because that seems screwed up, and Portland is more screwed up. Portland has been under fire for uh, 50-something days. Every night, same thing. Just a hellhole. And let me just get my uh, this piece of information here. And I'm looking through the paper, and there's a full-page full page story. Uh, and here's what it says. Rachel Weishar, 34 years old, 
holds up a sign as part of the Wall of Moms. It's a group of identified mothers who have faced off with the federal officers in Portland. Uh, The group has organized uh, for anticipation of a national deployment of federal law enforcement personnel uh, to uh, Democratic-led cities. Not only that, now, this uh, wall of mom thing is going to be replicated in other cities. Now, you're telling me, let's get this straight now. We see what's going on in Portland every night, just a wall of flame, and now we got a wall of moms. Those moms are more afraid of the federal officials coming in than they are of the people burning down their city? What the hell's wrong with that? That doesn't make any sense at all. When we come back, I'll see if either of my guys have any explanation for that, because I can't figure that one out on News Radio 930 WBEN. Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. I'm looking over at my ammunition stack, and uh, some of my ammunition is frowning. Yeah, the uh, let's see, the 223 is smiling, big, big, wide grin. The uh, the Colt ACP and the and the Colt, uh, the 45 uh, uh, Colt, there, they're very happy. But my nine millimeter said, "How could you forget me? I am an important part of your ammunition collection." So, uh, yeah, I would throw nine millimeter in there too. Okay, just uh, just to be. Just to be fair about it, uh, Tony. Do you have any interest uh, in a flamethrower? By the way, I'd love a frame th- okay. a flamethrower. Yeah, Wouldn't that, that be cool to have your own flamethrower? Actually, it would. <laughs> <laughs> it would help with my bonfires. Uh, and uh, let's see. Oh yeah, a four ten shotgun would be four ten. Nice uh, yeah, for the for a handgun. I have a one that shoots a four ten, which is a small, small, uh, uh, small little piece of ammo. Cool. Very nice, though. And now, can either of you guys explain why Portland is burning down and uh, and people have been injured in all kinds of real dangerous situations, and yet they got a group now called the Wall of Moms, meaning mother, okay? Wall of Moms who uh, don't particularly want the federal agents to come in. Now, if, if you saw that kind of horrific thing, uh, these kind of horrific things going on in your town, wouldn't you welcome the police? I don't un- understand this. The federal agents coming in to quell the uh, the insurrection going on? Well, you but wouldn't that's... want it if you were Antifa, which these ladies are part of. The reports I'm hearing is there many of them are Antifa. 
Yeah, that my thought was that they can't be women from, you know how you have Jenny from the block? I don't think these women are Jenny from the block. I think they're brought in from different places. Uh, because I can't, I can't imagine moms, real moms, from the area saying no. I, I, uh, when we've seen people being interviewed that live in these hell holes, they want the feds to come in. And now that the president is going to start sending and has already started sending uh, some federal officials, they're different officials going to Chicago than they are going to Seattle or Portland. Uh, but I'm glad to see he's stepping this up. Uh, Buzzy, can you explain why somebody would be, like Tony's explanation is excellent, why somebody would be against the federal officers when their town is burning down? I, I don't know how you can look at that and say, we, we've got this under control. You know, no need for outside influence. Right now, I'd be, I'd be begging for anyone to come and help the destruction instead of just keep it going like it is. I mean, it, it's like the meme of the, of the character sitting in the house with it on fire saying, everything is fine. Yeah, and the and the police, the, the police unions have reached out and begged the president to send uh, send help, send reinforcements. This is like the old West right now. Uh, so my first question is, should the president declare martial law? Ooh, martial law? You mean troops would be coming to our town that's burning down? First of all, they're our troops. You have to remember this. They're not going to send Russians in. The Chinese are not going to be here. Uh, they're our troops. You know the guy that uh, used to live next to you, next door to you? He was one of the ones coming in. You know the lady that you used to meet at the grocery store? She'd probably be one of the ones coming in. They're people uh, that know America, and America knows them. It's like foreign entities will be coming uh, to your community. Uh, I'm a law and order guy, and I, I say if you don't, if you don't uh, uphold uh, the law, you're going to have even more anarchy. And this is anarchy, make no question about it. So uh, if if the, he declared a national emergency, be able to use those troops and get this thing squashed. I'm tired of seeing it. I'm tired of hearing about it. I want to know how you feel about national emergency. Also, a second question, what's a meal? Well, we know what a meal is if you're going to Mom's house for Thanksgiving, now that's a meal. Okay, we know if you're coming to our wedding reception, you're going to get quite a meal. Uh, I know what a good meal is, but I don't know what a legal meal is. The president uh, had, uh, not the president, the governor, Andrew Cuomo, had issued a, a directive saying that if you're going to be at a bar, you can't be seated at the bar. You have to be seated at a table. And in order to get a drink, you have to have a meal. Well, some clever people said, hey, how about these chips? A lot of people eat chips as a meal. Let's offer them. If you get some chips, you can, you can uh, drink. Well, the state government is sharp as a tax. They're going, wait a minute. Is a meal a chip? Is a chip a meal? We don't think so. So now the president, uh, the governor, why do I keep elevating his position? The governor says that's no longer acceptable. You cannot have that as a meal. So I'm asking you what you think a meal would be. 
Well, ask Tony first. If anybody knows what a meal is, it's Tony. You know, you're making me hungry already. <laughs> I know. Oh, sure could use what one. What do you think, Tony, if you were at uh, Empty Pockets? Ooh, what, I'd be getting a steak sandwich. Uh, well, yeah, now a steak sandwich would be a meal, for yeah, sure. Yeah, their steak sandwiches are amazing, too. Um, I don't know. What would constitute a... Uh, Meat, uh, well, then again, you got vegetarians, so I think how about a main mean, thing and a side? Well, if I, I would think of anything that like you eat at home. Like uh, my meals would have to include my yummy big salad that Bernie makes for me every day. What's that? So I'm, uh, the big salad. Salad, yeah. salad. Let me uh, Google this. It, it's got green stuff in it. Oh, yeah, or- yeah, yeah. I've heard of it. Some orange stuff shows up every once in a while. Right. Red things are in there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've uh, heard of it. I, I think anything you would have at home could be a meal. Now, a, a sub could be a meal, I think. A couple of pieces of pizza could be a meal. A that, bowl of cereal what... could be a meal. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, Buzzy. Captain what... Crunch. What what do you consider a meal, Buzz? Well, it, it depends. You know, I mean, there have been times where I go to restaurants with groups and we're there for a meal, not like now where you have to get a meal to go out. Um, and, hey, you know, I'm just feeling like splitting an appetizer because that's all I'm hungry for. Now, I still went with the intention to eat. That is still a meal that I'm having. So I think it all depends on how hungry you are. I don't think the state should be able to tell you what you have to eat and call a meal. We all have different uh, levels of hunger when we go out. Now, what if, say, you're with a friend and you go out and you order something and it's going to be it's a legitimate meal, but the person you're with, whether it's a guy friend of yours or a girlfriend or, you know, whatever, the second person in that uh, – in that group says, I'm not really hungry to order a whole meal. I'll share some of yours. I wonder if that would satisfy it so you both could drink if uh, one person orders the meal and the second person shares it. Yeah, I think definitely that would uh, that would work. Again, putting ourselves in a regular situation, there have been numerous times Katie and I have gone out and with with the intention of both having a meal, but getting there and saying, "Hey, you know what? We could just split this and be fine." Again, before that, we before the you have to get a meal to have a drink. I'm talking about regular circumstances, and that was what we considered a meal. And is there anything guys hate more than this? Okay, <laughs> you've ordered what you want, and you can hardly wait till it shows up. And she, the love of your life, the woman you're committed to for the rest of your life says here i'll try some of yours huh? <laughs> <laughs> so we say why don't you order your own uh, you know we we want to be nice about it but and well I, i'm not really hungry and then it looks like a chipper shredder all of all of those things that you could hardly wait to eat are no longer in your tummy they're in hers yeah and she you? orders something that you have no interest in yeah she'll order <laughs> kale you know, it'll be like you're having a birthday party with Robbie Raw. <laughs> Although Robbie can have some good stuff that does taste good too. So, eight zero three zero nine three zero one eight hundred six one six nine two three six star nine thirty. When we come back, uh, should the president declare a national state of emergency and you use troops to get everything quelled, just get it done. And secondly, what is a meal? If you are a bar, I'd like to know what you are using uh, on the menu that is declarable as a meal. We're back after this. Uh, This is like Banya. Uh, Banya giving the suit to Jerry Seinfeld and uh, owing him a meal. Uh, Seinfeld owes him a meal. (laughs) 
And he just got a bowl of soup. And they said, soup is not a meal, right? No, this is the meal, Banya. Yeah. I just want soup. I didn't tell you to order soup. Yeah. You ordered soup. (laughs) That's what you wanted. So that's the meal. Now, I wonder if the governor looks at it the same way. A lot of people have a sandwich for a meal. So you could you could slap some pea, uh, peanut butter and jelly together, two slices of bread, and it's a meal. Then you can drink your brains out. Exactly. I, I, I don't know if that's what he had in mind, but that's exactly what you could do. I mean, one man's one man's meal is another man's uh, you know snack. I'm thinking, I, if I'm getting a meal, I want uh, an appetizer, I want a main course, and some dessert. Got to have dessert. That's a meal. Uh, but I'm sure that the actual definition of a meal uh, for this is different. Uh, if you're a bar owner, uh, tell me what you're using as the meal in order that your customers can drink at a table. 803-0930-1800-616-1. And um, Fred from New Mexico. Fred, you're on WBEN. He's on line three. Hello, Fred. Good morning. Fred, I did not know this. I didn't know you're living in danger. I'm watching the national news, and they said no. that Al- Albuquerque is one of the top ten most dangerous cities in the country. I didn't know that. <laughs> well, I wonder who will be top ten tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, were you aware of uh, Albuquerque uh, being that dangerous? Well, they, there are a lot of gangs here that do sh- they shoot each other. Oh, well, that's dangerous. Anytime you're shooting at somebody or somebody's shooting at you, that's dangerous. Yes. Do you live anywhere near Albuquerque? Usually held between the two of them, you know? Yeah. Do you live anywhere near Albuquerque? I'm in Albuquerque. Oh, you're... In, uh, are you one of the gangbangers that they were talking about, Fred? <laughs> well, I don't want to uh, go into this too far. <laughs> Yeah, we you don't want revenge. We you seem like a quiet guy, unassuming. I can't imagine uh, any mayhem going on around you. Well, I can tell you what my boys eat at uh, when they go to the bar. Okay, what do they have? <laughs> Hamburgers, and that's a meal. That is definitely a meal. It's probably the major meal of the country. Yeah. And and uh, you can get those almost anywhere. Uh, m- when I was uh, living back in uh, New York, there was no problem. Uh, most bars had those or beef on whack. Oh, beef on whack. I love a good beef on whack. I really do. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, so I was just shocked and surprised because now there's another city on the list of dangerous places. But if you had asked me... Before I saw that report, I would never have put Albuquerque on there because we don't hear much nationally about uh, bad things going on there. Well, it's not. You don't hear about riots with you. I mean, there's there. They may have had some peaceful marches around the university or something that I'm unaware of, but um, I don't. Uh, I don't see a whole lot of. Nah. Good. Well, that that's good. Uh, apparently, uh, uh, peace surrounds you, yeah. uh, Fred, from New Mexico. Hey, thanks, Fred. Have a nice weekend. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, I, uh, there was a national report today, and they said that Albuquerque was listed as one of the top ten 
most dangerous cities in the country. Did either of you guys, does that cross either of your minds that Albuquerque would be like that? No, not at all. I, you know, you hear violence, you think of Chicago, Detroit, New York City, Los Big Angeles. Time. You don't yeah. think Albuquerque. Albuquerque, but it is. But to be fair, I didn't think Seattle and Portland either. No, in fact, Seattle I thought of as Seattle's very foo-foo. Yeah. Very foo-foo. I mean, that, that's where Starbucks started. Fraser uh, Crane. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's where they throw fish at each other in the market. That's right. You don't think of them throwing bullets at each other somewhere else. No, well, think about this, though. They know that they can get away with it. They know it's easier because you're in a Democrat-run city, Democrat-run state, who's not uh, eager to go after you, so you know you're going to be able to get away with a lot as opposed to you know uh, somewhere else where it's not as uh, liberal. Well, I know... That there's a big deal about the the separation of um, uh, state and federal governments. I know that, and it's there for a reason. And the founding fathers knew what they wanted. However, I find it unbelievable that mayor after mayor refuses to enforce the law. That governor after governor refuses to enforce the law. What's the point in having a law if it's not enforceable? And I think that the federal government has every right to come in in a situation like is going on now with cities burning, people dying. If this isn't a state of emergency right now, what the hell is? Did we have to have the Japanese invading us in World War II? Did we have to have the Chinese in command of, uh, of Dubuque, Iowa? I mean, I don't know. If, if this isn't a situation that would call for a, a state of emergency, I don't know what is. We'll be back with more after this. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.